Giles Beckford joins us live from Wellington to talk all things business. Okay, Giles, the little Kiwi banks that could and do, they've got the best ratings in this latest survey, haven't they? Kira, to you, Lisa. Yes, it's uh, done by Consumer New Zealand. It's uh, one of their annual surveys. It's not scientific. It's based on what people have, have put forward as their views. So the samples are obviously skewed. Uh, in terms of numbers, it's not scientifically based per se, but it shows a clear preference and it continues the trend that we've seen in recent years that the little banks that are owned here in New Zealand are the ones that keep their customers happy and have the strongest loyalty. And that's why they've become known as uh, essentially the people's choice banks. Top of the heap for the second year in a row is uh, the Cooperative Bank, uh, closely followed by TSB. These two banks uh, in recent years have generally been well ahead of the uh, of the big Australian-owned banks. I had a chat with uh, Mark Wilkshire, who's the chief executive of Co-op Bank, this morning. Uh, he was saying, essentially, number one, we're a Kiwi bank. Number two, we're owned by our members. We're a cooperative, literally. Uh, so we give a portion of the profits back to the customers by way of a rebate. So we tend to put people before profit. Uh, and from that point of view, we offer what the big banks do in terms of all the mortgages and the financial instruments and the savings and loans and the rest of it. But we actually just go that extra mile to be close to our customers. Now, I suppose if you're small uh, or of a smaller scale, you can do that a little bit more easily. But clearly that chimes with their customers uh, who keep coming back and saying, yep, they're better. Uh, they're measured on things such as you know, their call centres, uh, their ability to solve problems, uh, just how easily contactable they are, uh, all those sorts of things. Uh, and as I say, they're head and shoulders above the big four Australian-owned banks. Bottom of the 13 banks that were in the survey was Westpac, which rated lowly on so many measures. Uh, and clearly, being big doesn't necessarily mean that you provide better service. And in this case, uh, it seems to be that they provide amongst the worst service around judged against the bank. So these are the little Kiwi banks that can and have been doing. Uh, and it's interesting because the interesting lead-up uh, we'll see tomorrow morning from KPMG, their quarterly banking industry survey. Uh, they do it far more thoroughly. They go through all the numbers. Uh, I've been going through that this afternoon. Um, I won't give too much away other than to say that the profits are high, but perhaps not for long. And Giles, giving secrets away, inflation numbers tomorrow. Do you have a secret envelope that you're about to open live on air? What can you tell us? Uh, hang on. Oh, I've <laughs> left it on my desk. I'm sorry. Um, oh. Yeah, no, look, the, the forecast, the consensus of economists, and you know, as I said last week, Economists were only invented to make astrologers look good. Um, their consensus is for a quarterly rise of 1.7%. That would leave the annual inflation rate at 7.2%. Now, all the usual suspects will be uh, in the reckoning for this. High food costs, fuel is there or thereabouts, the cost of running a household, uh, rents, uh, power, all these sorts of things are keeping inflation up. Uh, and it just goes to show how stubborn it is. In the trade, in the economics trade, they call it sticky inflation, which is you just can't budget no matter how many rate rises that you have. There are some signs, of course, that we've been seeing that it's peaked at this level, but 
they just can't get it down. The measure that the Reserve Bank will really be looking for is the underlying, the core measures of inflation, uh, and how much of that is domestically generated as opposed to how much of it is being imported. Now, the imported costs, we've been seeing those come down. Freight costs are going to come down. Uh, fuel prices have been coming down. Uh, supply chain blockages have been easing. So that means that the non-tradables, the, uh, sorry, the tradables, the imported inflation, probably will have less of an influence. But the issues of wages, company profits, uh, uh, rents uh, and the like, these are the, the key domestic generators. That's what the uh, Reserve Bank will be looking for. There will be various calculations of that, but it's expected to be somewhere around 55 to 6% as the uh, core measure. That's still too high. Uh, The Reserve Bank, therefore, can be expected to keep the beatings of high interest rates still going. One more rate rise, at least, is expected by the markets uh, in May and quite possibly another one in July. That would leave the cash rate at 5.75%. It's only then that the Reserve Bank is expected to be able to sit on the sidelines, watch the numbers. Uh, Anybody who is expecting that there could be a turnaround uh, and there could be rate cuts by the end of the year, I'm sorry, you're dreaming. That's not going to happen. Expectations are that the first of the rate cuts wouldn't be until the second half of next year at the earliest. So we'll wait and see on that one, but it's not going to be happy reading Um, And I'm afraid people are just going to have to grin and bear that uh, the cost of living will remain high and with it interest rates. Well, you're cheery, Giles. Let's take a spin around the markets, please. Well, look, let me give you a little reason to smile if you're that way inclined. The top 50 index, once again, it's got this habit where it looks really lacklustre through the day. And then it has a rush of blood to the head at the end of the day in the last half hour or so. So it's ended up 34 points. That's just over a quarter of a percent. 11,918. The New Zealand dollar, 62 US cents or just a whisker above that. That's waiting for the inflation numbers. And 92.2 Australian.